Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 112 of Go Tell to the Wall Podcast. I'm, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got a great show for you tonight, as usual. But, of course, we always kick things off with our social plugs. That's right. You can keep up with us before episodes, during episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter, follow our official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod, all one word, because that's how they do it on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. That's right, at Magic Muppet. Just follow both of those. You know you're following a bunch of people on Twitter. Anyway, you may as well throw Go Tell to the Wall info into your little Twitter feed there, or whatever they call it. Uh, and of course, we are currently live on Facebook. Head over to facebook.com slash go tell to the wall and you're going to find our official go tell it to the wall Facebook page. All kinds of information coming out on there, all kinds of pictures you can find, and that's going to keep you up to date really on any new episodes, any new clips that are going up, new videos, new content, uh, especially new content for YouTube. We are, of course, on YouTube. We do have a YouTube channel, so head on over there, search go tell it to the wall. Please, please, please subscribe to our channel. That's where you're going to find all the beer reviews. All of the uh, actual live feeds, if you don't like to go on Facebook and, and, and view them there, uh, as well as clips from the show and all different playlists such as mental health, uh, parenting, and all that good stuff. So you're going to find all kinds of different content up there on YouTube. Again, just go to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, and subscribe to our channel. Make sure you're subscribed. All kinds of good stuff coming through there. Uh, we always see little spikes on, on YouTube, especially around this time of year. I don't know why that is, but for some reason we tend to get little spikes around the beginning of fall really kind of fall through the holidays and then it slows down a little bit again. I don't I don't know what the explanation is, but that's so please please be one of those people that helps to give us a little spike here at the beginning of fall. Uh, and of course, most importantly, all encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, www.SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark it, check back often. You're actually going to find links to all those things I just mentioned on SeanO'RourkeLive.com, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign, and that's where you can head to support the podcast and the channel and everything that is Go Tell to the Wall financially. You can do so with like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. Uh, if you support enough and you, you give enough to, to help keep us running, you can actually get your name up on the official Wall Supporters Board, which is right behind me here on the live feed. Uh, all kinds of other good perks you can get through there. Uh, so please, please, if you have the means and you see fit to do so, please help us out on Patreon. And SeanOrourkeLive.com, you're actually going to find all the blog posts, a bunch of photos. You're going to find all kinds of stuff that you're literally not going to find anywhere else. So make sure you bookmark that you bookmark that website and check back as often as possible. That's your one-stop shop for everything Go Tell to the Wall, everything Sean O'Rourke, uh, everything that is related to me, to the podcast, to the channel, to everything that is Go Tell to the Wall. So make sure you're... you're, you're bookmarked and, and checking back off and it's it's a I, I may be a little biased but it's a great website so please 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 check us out <clears throat> all right beer this week it is officially October uh, I've actually been sitting on this beer for a couple weeks now I was waiting for it to, to officially be October and it is the Oktoberfest 
from Sierra Nevada. This is their 2019 Oktoberfest. That's right. Check them out. I'm a big Sierra Nevada fan. I, I pretty much drink them regularly, their beers. I, I love their regular pale ale. Uh, and this one fits the bill as far as Sierra Nevada is concerned. And it's actually a collaboration with Bitburger Brewery. So they collaborated with that brewery to create this Oktoberfest for 2019. It is definitely an Oktoberfest. It is definitely a Sierra Nevada. And I would recommend it if you like Oktoberfest beers. Uh, or if you like Sierra Nevada, if you like tasty, kind of flavorful beers, it's got a little bit of a malty back to it. Um, it, it it's a little different from the pale ales that we usually have on the podcast here, uh, but it is a tasty one. I would recommend them really to anyone that enjoys drinking beer. Uh, it's sitting at a 6.6% alcohol by volume, so it's it's I think it's a little stronger than a lot of Oktoberfests I've come across, uh, but I honestly I could be wrong on that because I don't drink a ton of Oktoberfests. I, I pretty much drink them in October. I've actually got... Uh, a, a pack of the Sam Adams Oktoberfest sitting over here. That's probably going to be next week's beer. We'll see how that goes along. But they're, they're going to be featured in October because it's October and they're Oktoberfest beers. Uh, but again, highly, highly recommend anything from Sierra Nevada. I've never had a bad beer from Sierra Nevada. Uh, and this one gets lumped into that as well because it is a tasty, tasty Oktoberfest beer. I don't know a lot about Bitburger Brewery, but I'm sure they are also a tasty craft brewery. And, and I'll say it again. I always say this. Sierra Nevada is still a craft brewery. It is family owned. It's just so big that you don't realize it. It's the same thing with Sam Adams uh, where you don't realize that it's it, it's totally still technically a craft brewery because they have all these big commercials and such big distribution and stuff still independently owned. That's Sierra Nevada. That's Sam Adams. You get a lot of uh, breweries like that. Carl Strauss down there in San Diego where you think they're bigger like a Budweiser or a Heineken, uh, but they're not. They're not. They just have wider distribution. Is, is the way to look at those. Uh, so check them out. Sierra Nevada, Oktoberfest 2019. Mm. Check out Bitburger Brewery, too. I don't know where that is. I probably should have done a little more research on this beer. Honestly, I, I don't do a ton of research on beers overall, but on the uh, for the beer review-specific beers, I do a, a little more research because those are kind of harder to find beers. Uh, although maybe we will do a beer review on this one and, and get a little more in-depth on it. We'll see how it goes. Still catching up on beer reviews. I've been shooting them as much as I can, and it's, it's like the shooting and the editing. It's a whole thing. And I'm, when it comes to that kind of content, I am a one-man show here. I don't get a ton of help on the the, the shooting and the editing side of it. Uh, really, our producers here, they help obviously with information, but more on the marketing side and, and the operations side. Is it, well, I mean, you know, that's obviously operations. But the, the actual function <laughs> of the live feeds and the podcast itself. Uh, but most of the work is really just me sitting in a studio uh, as my two-year-old running around yelling at me to do <laughs> do stuff for her. <laughs> uh, all right. Actually, I'm going to get another sip of this beer before we get into this next segment here. Oh, that's right. Episode 112 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. And this is, of course, our weekly rant for episode 112. So this came up this week, actually. Oh no, maybe ah, maybe about a week ago this came up, close close to a week ago, and you might have seen this in the news. Uh, there was a woman who was at CVS uh, and, and got into it with a customer there. I you know we I, I didn't really look at all of the background on what what started this, uh, but you you've probably seen it. Goes up there with like the barbecue Beckys and and all that stuff, and she's ranting and raving. Not the fun kind, like the ranting and raving that I do here in the studio for Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and not just, not talking like making phone calls and being kind of rude. No, <laughs> spouting off very, very, very hateful language. Uh, really, there's no excuse for it. And if you haven't seen this, she was vehemently using the N-word uh, 
alongside the word lynch. And these are not things that, that should be taken lightly. They're not things that should be just said lightly. There's, there's no, no excuse for this kind of behavior. Uh, and the funny thing is, before this blew up, on all the news outlets, and, and I saw it start blowing up on the social media platforms and everything else. Uh, there's this there's this website, this app called Nextdoor. You're probably familiar with it. I believe it's nationwide by now, but we have it here in Los Angeles, uh, and I use it. I, I go on there once in a while. It, it is useful for information. I've posted a few things on there. Uh, like, for example, we've had this helicopter flying around L.A., uh, our area for a few days now and just sits and hovers and everyone was wondering what was going on and sure enough you go on next door and find out that it's the the electric company uh, surveying power lines so really I'm talking 20 minutes after this happened at CVS here in Eagle Rock which is my neighborhood it's right next to Highland Park for those of you not familiar with it it was posted on next door I saw this before it even blew up in the news before anyone picked it up of course KTLA picked it up and and all that BuzzFeed I think a whole bunch of sites picked it up and and started talking about it and posting about it like a day after I'd seen this. And the reason I bring this up is there's no excuse for this. I'm not going to sit here and rant about how you shouldn't behave like that. You shouldn't think like that. And there's no excuse because we all know that if you don't know that you're listening to the wrong podcast, you're the common sense on this podcast is not going to get through to you. If you think that kind of behavior is okay. What I want to talk about is on next door. As I was watching these comments from people and trying to get information People immediately, without knowing any information about this woman, anything whatsoever, really about the situation at all, started calling her mentally ill. And then people ran with that. In fact, people were defending her and saying, well, she's mentally ill, so maybe that's why she's speaking like this, mentally ill. And they're throwing it around with no knowledge of that whatsoever, no knowledge of her background, like I said, no knowledge of what was going on. And they continue to do it. And I think if I went on next door right now, I'd see more people talking about mental illness. And that is one of the most frustrating things that can happen, especially it should be frustrating for anyone out there, but especially someone who suffers from a mental illness the way I do to see that those words just thrown around there. She's acting crazy. Well, she's mentally ill. No, crazy doesn't equal mentally ill. It just doesn't necessarily. Now, someone could be acting crazy and they could also be mentally ill, but they don't go hand in hand. And sure enough, we go to find out over the, the few days after that's posted uh, that she was intoxicated, uh, actually drove out of the CVS parking lot very, very rapidly uh, and drove on the wrong side of the road on a major thoroughfare here uh, in my area, in Eagle Rock, but in my area, which is Colorado Boulevard. For those of you that are familiar with Los Angeles area, Colorado Boulevard running through Eagle Rock, very major road. She's driving on the wrong side of the road. But again, mentally ill. Everyone's throwing this around. And I talk about this, you know, I talk because I'm sure those are going to come out soon too. the obsessive Christmas disorder stuff. And I'll probably have to rant about that shit again because I have to do that every freaking year. Uh, and it, the way you need to look at it is, would you start throwing around the R word? I'm not even going to say it, but a word that we learned years ago. And I'll admit, even me as a kid, I'm sure I used it as a kid. We didn't realize it was offensive. And in this instance, I'm sure a lot of people don't realize it's offensive to just lump crazy people in with the terms mentally ill, but it is. Bottom line, it is. Think about it like that. Would you walk around just calling people the R word and say, oh, they're acting crazy. Clearly they're R word. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. We need to do better about this. We need to be better about this. And we're all capable of being better about this. And like I said, I understand that it's ignorance with a lot of people, but that ignorance needs to be met with explanation. And that's where the importance comes in. If you see people, hear people saying this, see people saying things like this, whatever it may be, 
And you don't have to be mean about it. Point out how it's offensive. Point it out. Because that's how we reduce the stigma. That's how we make it. So these kind of terms are not just thrown around and made people like myself feel like less of a person. Because honestly, I read these comments and I was like, oh, we have not come as far as I would like to think we have in terms of mental illness and minimizing that stigma. Just like we talked about the mass shootings and everyone wants to go mental illness, mental illness. Look at the statistics. Look at the facts. More times than not, a mass shooter is not mentally ill. In fact, much, 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 much more times than not, they are not mentally ill. And in this situation, this woman, guarantee she's, she doesn't actually have a mental illness. She probably has a drinking problem. She probably has a pill problem. This might have might have been the reason. And I'm not trying to guess or anything. I'm just saying CVS, we know she was intoxicated. She literally admitted to it. So maybe she also has a, 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 a drug problem, an opioid addiction. Who knows? But don't throw away, throw around the term mental illness. Don't do it. We're all better than this. And we can continue to be better than this. And we can continue to educate people when it comes to anything regarding sensitivities around mental illness and mental health. We're all better than this. All right, let's move on to some trending on social. Yeah, trending on social. So exciting this week. It really is exciting this week. I got to admit to everybody. There's a couple of things that are that are pretty exciting here. Let me wave to some of the people on the live feed here. Hi. Not actually physically waving. Uh, hi, I can physically wave too to the people on the live feed. Uh, no, there's like a little button you can hit when you're on Facebook and you're on a live feed. You can like wave because you don't actually wave to a camera. You, you hit a button and they're, ah, hi. And I'm sure there's some little emoji that comes up. Hi. Like, whatever. It's like back years ago when Facebook was like, had that poke feature. So many people poked me and I was, I'm, I'm not poking. I don't know what this is. I'm not poking you. I, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. It was friends too. It's just I'm like, nah, nah, I don't need to be poked. I'm not going to poke you back. Ugh. All right. Like I said, trending on social. This one really had me going this week. Uh, Mark Hamill versus Ivanka Trump on Twitter. That's right. Now, they weren't actually like really going at it. I'm, I'm sure if you're a football fan, you've seen some of these back and forths uh, with Antonio Brown and, and some some current players in the league. It, it wasn't this back and forth. However, Mark Hamill did take the time to call out Ivanka Trump. She actually tweeted a photo of her family. I believe it's one of her kids uh, who is wearing a Stormtrooper costume. And I, I've always I've said this from the beginning, uh, not long after the Orange Menace was elected, that we, we're not going after kids. I don't care. She's a terrible person. He's a terrible person. The whole family is terrible, but we're not going after the kids. We're not going after Baron. We're not going after Ivanka's kids. We're, we're better than that. All of us are better than that. We're not going to do it. Uh, but she had said, the force, is, the force, and I quote, the force is strong with my family. And they're all standing. That's ridiculous, too, because her husband's in a tuxedo, and she's clearly in an evening gown. And I'll tell you, the first thing I thought about this uh, when I saw this picture was, like, you have an all-glass table in the middle of your living room, and your three kids are playing around it. That's just not good parenting. I, like, not good parenting. You could be like, well, I don't care if the table gets broken. Do you care if your kid gets broken? You know, like, come on. Not good parenting. However, of course, Mark Hamill saw this, and and uh, he's not very active on the social platforms, I guess. I don't I don't follow him. Um, I enjoy Mark Hamill's work, but, I, you know, I don't follow him. Uh, but he did take the time to retweet this, and he said, and I quote, you misspelled fraud. Hashtag go force yourself. <laughs> I really wish this hashtag was trending a little more because hashtag go force yourself is pretty awesome. Uh, and good on you, Hamill, uh, for, for calling her out on this. Calling her out on this. And that's the thing. If you're going to be that hateful 
and, and support the the hateful orange menace. I don't care if he's your father. Uh, you're not allowed to 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 tweet out pop culture references and and expect to not not get backlash from it. And that's what's happening here. So good on you, Mark Hamill. Appreciate it. Doing God's work there, putting Ivanka in her place. And the great thing is she didn't respond, and I'm sure she... That's the thing is, Orange Menace is dumb as a stump. I don't think Ivanka Trump is that dumb, and she's probably what kept her from responding in this situation. Because, you know, if it was Orange Menace, he would have responded in some way, uh, whether it was on Twitter or he went out and said something in a news press conference or whatever. Uh, She knew that if she came after Mark Hamill, she would have the wrath of millions of Star Wars fans coming down upon her. Uh, This is why I never say anything bad about Star Wars. (laughs) I just, I don't. Same reason I don't say anything bad about Scientology. Because they terrify me. I'm not dumb. Hmm. All right, moving along. There was a woman at the Bronx Zoo. You probably saw this one recently, too. Uh, She decided to jump in the Bronx Zoo lion exhibit. The Bronx Zoo is actually a really nice zoo from what I've heard. Uh, This came up recently with a a friend of mine who grew up in New York. And, uh, and, you know, I grew up in San Diego, so I grew up with one of, like, uh, top three zoos in the world. Not even the United States, the world. Uh, So I know what a good zoo is like. And I guess the Bronx Zoo is a really nice zoo from what I hear from other people. I've never been there myself. So this woman decided... A week or two ago, she was going to get into the lion enclosure. She got into the lion enclosure and started dancing around, trying to get the lion to dance with her. Because that's smart. Uh, and, of course, she got out of there. And they, they have the zoo has opened a criminal invest investigation. I guess they didn't catch her at the time. Uh, but the zoo also came out and said, yeah, she could have died. She There's a good chance she could have died. Uh, and I bring this up in Trending on Social, of course, because you know this was for social media. You know, th- that's what causes people these days to do these dumb things is social media when i was a kid it was it was uh, truth or dare you got dared to do something you might have done something stupid now we have these social media trends and not this wasn't even a trend i hope god i hope not dance with lions trend but this woman i guarantee was trying to get some social media clicks put her life in danger and not only her life but the lion's life in danger you remember the gorilla yeah let's all we need to respect animals Personally, I'm hitting the point where I don't think zoos should exist at all. I just don't, unless they're going to do a good job from a conservancy standpoint, uh, which some zoos do. I'm not going to lump all of them together, but if you go to some zoos, nothing. I mean, I take my kid to the L.A. Zoo. She likes to see animals, but good Lord, a lot of those animals do not look happy. And I've been behind the scenes there. They do a great job. It's just those, those animals need to run, you know? You don't. They don't need to be in a pen that's the size of my bedroom. And that's what you get a lot of times at these zoos. But don't jump in animal enclosures. Don't do it. Even if you do get some social media clicks, you're probably going to jail. It's not worth it. Just don't do it. Oh, man. Freaking Instagram. This one This one got me. Like, this one got me. Uh, there's a story out of Austin. Austin, Texas. For those of you not familiar with it. This 24-year-old woman uh, named Emily Clo or Clow. I, apologies to, uh, to, to Emily. I, it's Clo or Clow. It's C-L-O-W. Uh, she actually applied for an internship at Kick-Ass Masterminds. And <laughs> we're going to come back to that name for in a second here. But Kick-Ass Masterminds. This is the name of their company. This is a marketing firm. Marketing firm. We're not talking about a religious thing. We're not talking about legal things. Marketing. They're literally a marketing firm. Do you know what marketing is? I'm not going to go into a tirade on marketing right now, but holy shit. It's a marketing firm. So this 24-year-old woman, she, she applied for an internship there. 
uh, and the company urged her to follow their Instagram, and apparently the company then followed her Instagram. So what happened was after she did her interview, uh, she got on Instagram and noticed that the company had actually included her f one of her photos in their story. And written over the photo uh, was something, and I'm not even going to give those exact things, but it was something along the lines of, if you're going to apply for jobs, and this was it was uh, targeted toward potential uh, applicants, uh, and it was saying, if you're going to apply for a job, don't share your social media with a potential employer. Don't share your social media with a potential employer. And here's the thing. I get that. Like somebody heavily drinking, you know, doing illegal things. You want to know what the picture was of, of this Miss Emily Klo from, from Austin, Texas, 24-year-old? It was her in a bathing suit. Yes, it's a bikini, but it's a bathing suit. She's 24 years old. What do you think most 24-year-olds wear when they go in the pool? A bathing suit. And if they're female, they're probably wearing a bikini. Even if they're male, maybe they're wearing a bikini. Nothing wrong with wearing a bikini. And not only that, not only did this, this kick ass... <laughs> Like Kick-Ass Masterminds. The name of your fucking company is Kick-Ass Masterminds. You have kick-ass in your company name, and you're shaming an applicant for wearing a bikini in a photo on Instagram. We have women out there that make millions of dollars posing in bikinis on Instagram, and you're a marketing firm. Get your shit together. And even all those things aside, kick-ass masterminds, blah, 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 blah. You have no right to shame someone publicly by pulling pictures from their Instagram account. And it's disgusting. And Kick-Ass Masterminds, Sean O'Rourke of Go Tell It's The Wall Podcast, is going to have a little bit of fun with your social media accounts once we are finished recording episode 112 of Go Tell It's The Wall Podcast. Because it's ridiculous. And there's no excuse for it. I'll do some more waving on the live feed here. There we go. Waving at people on the live feed. All right, let's get in some hashtags. God, a fucking bikini. Like, I just, I can't get over it. Fucking bikini photo. Like, seriously. Well, what do you want? What do you want? She's in a bathing suit. There are photos on social media of me in a bathing suit. I'll admit I don't look as good as, as Emily Klo, but there's photos of me. Am I, am I going to not get hired for jobs? Come on. My wife, there's bathing suit photos of my wife on, on, on social platforms. She is very successful at her job. It's amazing. They can, you, you can do both. It's amazing. All right, some hashtags that I've been enjoying right now. Oh, man. Hashtag Trump press conference. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is trending on Twitter right now and probably on all the social platforms. Definitely trending on Twitter. If you haven't seen clips of this press conference from the other day, I'm not even going to get into it. But the dude is completely unhinged. Completely unhinged. Even if you were at one time a supporter of him and you watch that press conference and you still want to be a supporter of his, you you've definitely need to rethink your life. That, that is just a bottom line. I don't care. You got to rethink your life because that, that's inexcusable. Inexcusable the way he was acting at the, that press conference. Uh, highly encourage you to. I, I, don't like to, I don't like to even look at him myself, but it's worth watching as a voting American. It's something you need to see because there's no excuse for behavior like that. There's no excuse for behavior like that from anyone, let alone uh, the, the so-called president of the United States. There's, there's no excuse. All right, hashtag signs you're, you're not very popular. That's right. Hashtag signs you're not very popular. You run a podcast called Go Tell It to the Wall. <laughs> I'm actually semi-popular. I would call myself semi-popular. Not very popular, not popular, like popular adjacent. 15,000, 20,000 people. That's good enough, right? 
Uh, but I was enjoying this hashtag. Again, hashtag uh, signs you're not very popular. Uh, and there's a lot of good ones on here. People were just having fun with it. Uh, this one I enjoyed from Rachel July. Uh, hashtag signs you're not very popular. When you start telling a story, everyone just kind of blanks out. This happens to me on occasion. Uh, I don't think it's because I, in those instances, because I'll admit I'm not that popular when it comes to certain things. And in, 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 in a lot of those instances, it's not necessarily because I'm not popular. It's more just because I don't shut up. But that does somewhat apply to me as well. Uh, and of course, this this got me thinking of one hashtag signs. You're not very popular. You bring a loaf of bread to the lake, open it and not a single bird comes by. Hashtag signs. You're not very popular. Even the birds don't like you. I know it's not very good. This is why I'm not on the social platform very much. I just do this stuff. And then you're forced to listen to me yell at a wall for an hour. It's fantastic. All right. Hashtag. That's when I blew the whistle. Hashtag. That's when I blew the whistle. Uh, people were having fun with this. It does get a little serious because, of course, because of the whistleblower. Uh, but it's got me thinking not so much from the political standpoint. And, of course, people are having sports fun with it. I get it, uh, especially in football. Like, there's a saying, you play to the whistle. And it's like, you know, hashtag, that's when I blew the whistle. Uh, but it did get me thinking. I do this daily in my house. Blow the whistle with my toddler. I'm like, nope. Blow the whistle. I don't actually blow a whistle. If I started doing that, she would just think it's funny. Uh, she really enjoys whistles, but there's a lot of like, nope, 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 no, no, no. Why are you climbing that? No, don't put that in your mouth. Please eat your breakfast. A lot of that happens during the day at my house. Yeah, yeah. My favorite today was my toddler decided to have a, a tantrum because at about 5 o'clock today, she decided that she needed her vitamin. She has a chewy vitamin that she takes in the morning. And she threw a complete tantrum about it. That was fantastic. Tantrum. I need a, I need my vitamin. You had one this morning. No, I need my vitamin. You're not getting your vitamin. Throw all the tantrums you want. Oh, toddlers. Children and toddlers. Endless fun. Endless excitement. Endless stress. All right, another hashtag I was enjoying. Hashtag why the aliens abducted me. Of course, we're just having so much fun with this Area 51 crap and whatever. But hashtag why aliens abducted me. People are sharing their stories, of course. Uh, and some of these were, some of these were funny. Uh, but I will say there's this, uh, there's this Morris Morris Animal Refuge that actually has been having fun uh, with this particular one, and they they have some funky looking cats uh, that they're they're passing off as rescued from Area 51, and I found that. Uh, to be to be very funny. Uh, so check out that hashtag, hashtag why aliens abducted me. Uh, and that just got me thinking for me personally. Uh, it, I don't want to say every day, but close to every day, I often wish they actually would abduct me. Yeah, might be a little better on another planet than this godforsaken planet, especially this godforsaken country that we live in. Good Lord. Thank God for California. Here's to you, California, because I don't know if I'd be able to handle this shit if I didn't live in California. I just, I'll be honest out there. Send me your hate mail. I don't give a shit. I, I couldn't be handling the stuff that's, happened, that's happening in this country if I didn't live in California. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And I'm talking Los Angeles. I love San Diego, but goddamn, that town is red. They don't care how much politicians, how much of your money the politicians are taking, they're still going to vote for them. It's astounding to me. All right, entertainment news. This one was great news that just came out. Clerk to go. Uh, and actually, he had abandoned a Clerks 3 script 
a while back. Uh, did a little reading of it for fun. He's working on a new one now, and it's because Jeff Anderson is offic- has officially signed on for Clerks 3. Uh, he plays the Randall Graves character, for those of you not familiar with actor names. Uh, again, he's, he's one of the clerks. There's, there's Dante and Randall. Uh, he is the video store clerk. So now that he's on board, we're looking at a whole new script for Clerks 3. Uh, Kev- Kevin Smith literally just started working on it. Uh, he is a little John Husey in the way that he can finish a, a, a feature script in like a week, I think. Uh, you know, Maybe not a weekend, but a week. Uh, John Hughes, look it up. You can fact check me on that one. One of his scripts was written over the course of a weekend. can't remember which one. I have to think about it. Breakfast Club? It was one of the Hughes scripts. Anyway, super excited about that. Kevin Smith, awesome. Uh, pop star, never stop, never stopping. That's right. Not only pop star, never stop, never stopping, but a pop star, never stop, never stopping sing-along. I can't believe I didn't stumble over saying that movie title three times. Uh, This is a super underrated movie from Universal. Actually, it was at Universal Universal, uh, Pictures when when this was being developed, and and it was funny. They were so secretive with it. It was was just the Lonely Island movie and all this other stuff, Uh, and it came out, did not do well. I actually very much enjoyed it. I think if you enjoy Andy Samberg, you enjoy Lonely Island, like Hot Rod was a great one. Jesus, that was a great movie, and it didn't do well in the theaters. Uh, and here's another example of that. Pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping uh, didn't do that well in theaters, but it has this this cult following now, which is fantastic. And because of that, Alamo Drafthouse licensed the film from Universal uh, to do sing-alongs in their theaters. So 26 different select Alamo Drafthouse theaters are going to have this sing-along in their theaters starting in November. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. I'm not much of a singer myself, but I I really enjoy people just being goofy uh, with Popstar Never Stop, Never Stopping, because it is one of those just fun, great movies. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Just, like, don't go out and pay money to see it, but it's probably on Netflix or, you know, whichever streaming service. Uh, it's going to be on the Universal streaming service, The Peacock. So, you, you know, if you get that one, eventually you'll be able to watch it there. Um, but check it out. It's cheesy. You know, maybe maybe uh, smoke a little joint before you watch it. That's going <laughs> to, for for peak enjoyment. Uh. All right, Stan Lee's back in the news. Not Stan Lee himself necessarily, but Stan Lee's daughter, J.C. Lee, has actually reinvigorated a lawsuit uh, that Stan Lee brought up in the early 2000s and then uh, had been completely dropped. Uh, but she's suing to get some of Stan Lee's intellectual property back, his IP. Uh, And it's interesting, I saw this at first and I went, oh my god, she's suing Disney. She's not, she's actually suing POW Entertainment. Uh, For those of you not familiar with this whole situation, Marvel actually fired Stan Lee in like 1990 when Marvel was struggling and uh, filed for bankruptcy. I I can't remember if they officially did, but if they didn't, they were close to it. And at that time, Stan Lee uh, founded POW Entertainment to kind of keep control of his intellectual property. Uh, And then, of course, reconciled with Marvel and everything else. But he still had POW Entertainment. So now his daughter, JC, uh, is actually suing POW Entertainment uh, to to try and get some of his his IP back. The interesting thing here is this really isn't going to affect Marvel fans. I I don't think it's going to affect Marvel fans at all because Disney still owns Marvel. Um, Really, everything consumer-facing is still going to be the same. Uh, It's it's just... and I and I understand this, at least to a certain extent, uh, because Stan Lee was. There's a lot of stories of him really being taken advantage of, uh, especially in the last few years of his life. But really, that whole period, like from 2001 or two until his death uh, a year or two ago, how a lot of people were just taking advantage of him, like like stamp signatures and all this other stuff. And so it really makes sense. I'm sure it's going to be long and lengthy and long and lengthy. <laughs> 
long and, and drawn out and, and going to be quite a, uh, a court battle here. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But again, it's not going to affect anyone from a consumer standpoint. Disney PhotoPass. I don't think we talked about this, but Disney, they actually, you know, these the PhotoPass, which is great. I actually, I really enjoy uh, the PhotoPass and the photographers. In fact, if you go if you go to the parks, you should definitely use it. Uh, but if you go to any of their resorts like Alani, 150% use the PhotoPass thing. Just go to all the PhotoPass people. My wife and I went on our honeymoon, uh, and we stayed at Alani for eight days. And when we realized they had like a package where you could literally just pay and have all of your digital photos, like give, and it was it wasn't cheap. Um, I can't remember exactly how it was, how much it was, and I'm not going to give you false information here. It wasn't cheap, but it was also very reasonable when you were like, "Well, these are professional photographers taking a bunch of photos of you, and you're just going to give me all the photos." That's pretty awesome. Uh, so highly recommend it at any of the parks, but especially at a resort. Uh, that's the way to go because it you you it's still. I mean, I still was carrying around my camera, but it was great, especially at a resort like that because you're you're jumping in and out of the pool. You don't have your camera right there, and it's literally like there are so many pictures from my wife and mine and my wife's honeymoon, like where we're jumping in the pool and these guys just run around and you have and you you have this plastic card in your pocket and they just scan it. Uh, well, at Disney, I believe both parks, uh, they had actually switched out some of these. Uh, what were they called? Oh my gosh. Automated camera boxes. That's what they're calling them. Automated camera boxes. So instead of having actual people, then automated camera box that you'd go stand in front of it and it would take pictures of you. Huge backlash on this. And I get that. Uh, absolutely. Because photo booths are one thing. But there's a certain el uh, human element that comes, especially when you have a young child. And that young child is seeing their favorite Disney character uh, for the first time. You know, Wall fans, I'm not a huge Disney fan. Uh, good Lord, I cannot wait until my daughter gets to go back to Disneyland. Again, it'll be her second time, and freaking Elsa is walking down Main Street. Uh, I just, I just, I'm gonna want to hold that memory of my daughter's face just for the rest of my life. I, I, I will probably just want to live in that moment for the rest of my life. As much as I talk bad things about Disney and their greed, the magic is real. Magic is real. And of course, because of the backlash, Disney has brought back these photo pass photographers, which is good news really for everybody. And it, it's great. You have professional photographers in the park, and then you can go look at your photos. This is a win-win for everybody, and Disney's making money. People are appreciating it. You know, it, it's it's expensive, but it's not overpriced like a lot of stuff that you can find in the parks. It's a win-win for everybody, and and this then this is where it came from. Of course, Disney didn't want to pay people; they want to use their technology and not have to pay an actual person. Come on now, we're better than this. Oh, Shit's Creek! This is great news. Why did I just skip something? Oh man, I lost something. Yeah, no, I totally lost the thing here. I think I just accidentally uh, ex exited out of that. Anyway, uh, before I get to... Uh, no, I am lost here for a second. Yep, totally lost. Nope, there we are. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds, in the news recently, you know me, huge man crush on Ryan Reynolds. Huge, huge. I, I would switch to the other team for Ryan Reynolds most likely. I'd probably do it. I just, I'll admit it. I would. I love me some Ryan Reynolds. I've loved Ryan Reynolds since Two Guys Girl in Pizza Place. Of course, he's all over the place in the news right now, as is Netflix. In fact, Netflix stock had a big, nice little bump there uh, in the past few days. Because he's got a new project uh, coming out on Netflix, and it's, oh my gosh, it's called Underground, and it involves Michael Bay. It's directed by Michael Bay, and there is a lot of excitement behind this. Uh, a lot of people are comparing it to Fast and Furious, but of course with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and a lot of people have commented that it is like, and I quote, old school Michael Bay. Uh, fun, action, 
action-packed, everything you can think of, and that's coming on to Netflix soon. Ryan Reynolds was actually at the New York Comic-Con, I believe, and people were freaking out. They, I think clips were seen and everything else, and people were freaking out. So look forward to that on Netflix. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that just because I love me some Ryan Reynolds. I, I'll watch just about anything that he's in, and I'll do it. I I thoroughly enjoyed that uh, uh, that movie he was in with Sandra Bullock, and I'm just blanking on it. Betty White was brilliant in that. Ryan Reynolds was brilliant. Sandra Bullock was fine. It, it is what it is. All right, but like I started to say, Schitt's Creek, uh, heading to syndication, actually. Fox acquired the rights to air it uh, across all of their stations. The the already the previously aired episodes, obviously, because we are going into a new season uh, in 2020 for Schitt's Creek. Uh, but as of fall 2020, you're going to find it in syndication on certain Fox networks. So look forward to that. Uh, more Marvel news. Apparently, Mar- uh, Marvel has come out with a new VR experience called Avengers Damage Control. It's opening October 18th in select locations. You're going to want to go to the, those VR locations. I haven't done any of this. I probably should just ask my wife to give me the list of the VR locations because she's familiar with all of them. It's very close to her industry. Uh, but all the VR locations around Los Angeles, um, some of them are going to have it. So so look for that in the select locations if you're interested and in in an Avengers damage an Avengers VR experience called Avengers Damage Control. I imagine you're going to be walking around city streets with the Avengers and and fighting bad guys or whatever else is involved in that. All right, Golden Girls fans, that's right. We got Golden Girls fans out there. I know we do. Uh so Target has come out with new Halloween costumes for the Golden Girls. You can actually go to Target right now and get yourself a set of Golden Girls costumes. So we'll probably be a popular group costume this year. Uh, and I saw this and I was like, that's cool. There's so many Golden Girls fans out there. But then I also thought about it and I was like, outside of finding a wig, aren't you probably just better off going to like a thrift store, thrift shop, just find clothes that are similar to what they wore? They didn't wear the exact same outfit every episode because it's not animated. You know, you just got to get the right colored wig depending on which Golden Girl you want to be. Uh, and I'm sure you can probably go spend less at the thrift shop, uh, and even if you buy a really nice wig, and you're going to have better quality clothes as opposed to these like thin, paper-thin costumes that you get nowadays. Yes, I am a little bit bitter about it. I grew up in the world of real costumes, real consumer costumes, not this fake stuff that you buy at like the Party City and the 99-cent stores. Yeah, remember the good old days of real costumes, high-quality costumes, like the costumes that you go rent for stuff, not this shit that you buy at Target and Spirit, Spirit Store. Nothing against you, Spirit. I mean, you did you did put my family, my mother's company out of business, but no bitterness there. Hmm. Probably talk a little bit more about that when we get closer to Halloween here. All right, moving along. Ninja versus Blink-182. Yeah, that ninja dude with the multicolored hair, and he does streaming, and I think he plays that Fortnite or whatever thing. Man, just made a connection on the Dark Side video there. Uh, Ninja versus Blink-182. So apparently Blink-182 played TwitchCon, which is a fucking thing, apparently. you got to have a convention for a streaming platform. TwitchCon, and they played a show for it. And at one point, they got uh, Mark got on the microphone and was like, Fuck Mixer. F Mixer. Remember that, Mixer? That's a new streaming platform from Microsoft, and they signed Ninja to a huge contract. Uh, so he moved from Twitch on over to Mixer. Well, apparently Twitch or Twitch. <laughs> See, I mix him up because there was a there's a, a uh, I, I don't I'm sure he's retired by now, but there's a dirt bike rider named Twitch. That was his nickname, and so that like with this Twitch, yeah, I do it. It's ridiculous. Uh, Ninja 
got word of this and was, and took offense to it and said, oh, man, maybe I can't listen to Blink-182 anymore. And apparently Ninja was a huge Blink-182 fan. Uh, but the bottom line here, wall fans, common censors, is we are now getting into beefs. Beefs, that's what the kids call it these days. Uh, over streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah. What do you all know about streaming live on Facebook? Nothing, because it's terrible. I just do it because that's where we have the most people watching. <laughs> yeah, beefs over streaming platforms. I don't get it. I don't, like, who cares? Are you really offended, Ninja? Who cares? Who cares? And if you really were a Blink-182 fan and you'd seen them, like, over the years, these are things that they do on stage. Dumb things. They say dumb things. God, I mean, I know it's become subdued since Tom left, but good Lord. Get used to it, Ninja. You clearly were never a Blink-182 fan. And and I'm, I'm going to take Blink-182's side just because, really, I know nothing about Ninja outside of the fact that he makes a bunch of money to play some video games. That's all I know about him. Makes a bunch of money playing video games. Uh, and I know there's some controversy behind him, too, but I don't even want to get into that. What was that thing with, like, PewDiePie or something? No, that's PewDiePie. I confuse all these influencers. They're all just the same to me. All right, moving along. Green Day. Green Day. Yeah. They were in the news. I'm excited about this one. Today is actually the second second day of the NHL season, the 2019-2020 NHL season. And Green Day recently announced a deal with the NHL. Uh, and in that deal, they actually released a new single that will be off their upcoming album. It's called Fire Ready Aim. Uh, and this song is actually going to be included uh, in all of the NHL broadcasts for Wednesday Night Hockey. And not only is the song going to be included, but they shot some promos for it. So you're actually going to see... Billy Joe, Mike, and Trey uh, on the promos for Wednesday Night Hockey uh, for the NHL and also throughout the season uh, for other interstitials and, and promos uh, for NHL hockey. And they signed a contract for the next two years. Two-year deal with the NHL. So good for you, Blink-182. And I'm just, I love me some hockey, so I'm just going to enjoy listening to one of my favorite bands uh, while I'm watching some damn hockey. It's going to be great. I'm excited about it. Uh, and this one we do know is pre-recorded, unlike Blink-182's halftime show, which was basically a music video played during the halftime. Yeah, ridiculous. I'm still... I won't say I'm upset about it, because who cares? It's just like, well, don't tell me that things are going to happen, and then they don't actually happen. Some more Green Day news. Uh, yes. Did you know Green Day's actually in a little bit of the coffee business? Uh, they launched a line years ago. It's, it's like the Oakland Coffee Company, uh, where you can buy coffee. Well, they actually released a special edition bag of coffee that you can get it's the father of all dark roasts father of all coffee this is of course a play on their new album which is father of all and you know the next word after that uh you can actually pre-order a bag of this coffee and it comes with a, what looks like a little not a ceramic but one of those like ceramic coated mugs like, like like a camp mug with the logo on it and it says father of all dark roasts it's supposedly a dark roast coffee but very smooth i'm gonna order a bag of it <laughs> Uh, partly just because I want the mug, but also I just want to try the coffee. Probably share it with Bridget, who's not currently on the live feed, but I'll make sure she gets a little taste of that because uh, she loves Green Day even more than I do. Uh, but moving on to some sad news uh, from the, the punk rock world. Unfortunately, God, just yesterday, happened just yesterday, uh, we lost an important influence in, in the punk rock world, in the alternative world, uh, in just the punk world in general. And that is Kim Shattuck of The Muffs. Uh, she was the founder of the Muffs, the lead singer of the Muffs, and the the main uh, songwriter for the Muffs. Uh, and and to see to see such an important influence 
And if you're not familiar with the Muffs, Jesus Christ, go on YouTube and, and, and get yourself educated. Uh, such an such an important influence on on the landscape of of punk and punk rock. Um, and in fact, if you if you follow a lot of those artists, many of the punk rock artists uh, came out with personal stories about how Kim had inspired them, about how Kim had done things for them, whatever it might be, how just her music had inspired them. And unfortunately, uh, at the extremely young age of 56, uh, she passed away yesterday. Uh, so rest in peace, Kim. Kim Shattuck, we're going to miss you, uh, but we're going to always remember the music. And I'll tell you right now, we are all, all of us are just kids in America, and we're going to miss you. All right, one more thing before we, uh, no, a couple more things. <laughs> I can't keep track tonight. Can you tell I'm like all over the freaking place? I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Vans, Vans, that's right. We got uh, we got confirmation here on the release date for the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, collection that is coming out. It's actually coming out this weekend, first weekend of October. Head on out to the Vans store or Vans.com and pick yourself up some uh, some Nightmare Before Christmas edition Vans dropping this weekend. I might pick up a pair. I don't know. I'm not like a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan. I enjoy it. I'm not a huge fan. Um, there's other... I'm still waiting for the freaking Muppets shoes, Vans and Disney. Give me the Muppets shoes. Let's get to it already. Uh, one more thing in entertainment news, and this one's going to move us right into mental health. Uh, there's a new show on Netflix called The Politician. I don't know if it's actually dropped yet, but it, it, if, it, if it's not on Netflix, it's coming soon. It's called The Politician. Uh, and we've had multiple, multiple mental health organizations come out and condemn the show. Condemn it. Uh, and talk about how the show is not good, uh, and and then on top, we know from that that it can be very triggering for a lot of people with mental health issues that that suffer from mental illness, uh, and this is mostly for their depiction of suicide. So I bring this up because tread lightly. Uh, the, I won't even attempt. I won't even look at it. I'm, I won't even look at trailers for it because I already know. Uh, fortunately, I've been warned, and uh, and and I already know that uh, that it's that it's not going to be for me. Not going to be for me. All right, let's get into some mental health. We are running short on time, but luckily we don't have a lot of tech this week, so we're going to be okay on time here. Uh, but I am going to skip one of these mental health stories here. All right, mental health. That's right. Uh, I want to talk about this. A couple of articles that came across, and and uh, I had a personal attachment to them, but I also think that these are good things to convey to all of you out there because, again, reducing that stigma. We talked about it during the freaking weekly rant. We're reducing that stigma. Uh, not only reducing that stigma, but for those of you out there, especially this one in particular, uh, that have friends and loved ones that suffer from mental illness. Uh, this is, this is going to, this is some tips for you. And that's specifically five ways to help a loved one with mental illness, five ways. Uh, and one thing to keep in mind here is there's power in numbers. It's the first thing is power in numbers, power in numbers. Uh, so if you're in a family, like, let's say you're a family of five and, and someone in your family is suffering from a mental illness. This isn't, ganging up on them. What it is, is having an understanding that you're all going to work together on this. And I'll tell you, having a support system is the only thing that can keep you sane. It's the only thing that keeps you from going all the way down that dark hole. I've talked about it before. For a long time, my anchor was my mother, my father to an extent. Uh, and now my anchor is, is still my mother, but my wife, she's the one that keeps me grounded. And I have many friends uh, that, that through their own knowledge, they know they're doing it. And some that don't even know they're doing it that keep me anchored, that keep me anchored because I refuse to sink. And it's that power in numbers. Uh, looking beyond the disorder, 
Don't focus completely on a disorder. And I've told this when I'm talking to my wife, uh, really, or anyone, if I'm educating people, uh, not getting as personal, I always talk about this too, uh, but really my own self, I say, you know, don't just focus on the obsessive compulsive disorder. Don't just focus on the anxiety. Look at the person. Look at the person as a whole. See how you can help even outside of, of things specific to a mental illness. Another one is, um, is questions. Questions. This is all about educating yourself. There are people out there that have more knowledge than you. There are people out there that have more knowledge than me. And I can tell you, most, pe- most of you out there listening to this, most of you are not saying all of you, so don't send me mail and be like, I'm a doctor. No, most of you out there listening to this, you have, mu- you have much less knowledge than me. I have much less knowledge than a ton of people out there. And it's having that knowledge. It's just, I don't want to say it's the same as parenting, but you need to know how to approach things. So educate yourself a little bit. Uh, another thing to remember is, so healthcare providers, let's say you have a child, a teenager who's dealing with mental illness, uh, or even an adult child. A lot of times, health, health providers can't give you information. They can't give you information about your friend or your loved one or your, your son or your daughter, whatever it might be. However, they can answer questions if you're discussing with them. So it's the same as the educating. There's help out there. Uh, and the most important thing to remember is there is a line for everybody. Any, people that deal with me and have helped me know that uh, self-harm is, is really very, very, very far. I mean, little self-harm. You know, I might, I might bang my head against a wall or something, but it's very, very far out there for me. For some, it's not. For some, that is kind of one of the first things you go to. Like we talked about with Brandon Stenekart's dad uh, who committed suicide, and he's had his own troubles with suicide, the, the drummer from Rancid. Know that that's, that's the times where you need to get immediate help. If you think someone is, is contemplating suicide, even if you're like, no, they would never do that, but you can, you, they're saying it, whatever it might be, immediately call 911. Immediately. Go straight to it. And there's actually another article I found on The Mighty. Uh, and it was someone talking about um, when their anxiety peaked, when it just completely peaked, and what they did when they asked for help. And this gives me so much faith in humanity. And this has been my instance, especially when I was in my early 20s. Uh, not even in my early 20s. When I was like 19, it really became debilitating a couple times. I was so afraid to talk about it. I really was. I was so afraid to talk about it. I was so embarrassed. And that stigma, you know, and we're talking 20 years ago. Think about how much worse it was then. We've come so far since then. But then I found out after talking to people and finally opening up, that everyone wanted to support me. They're there for me. They didn't think I was less of a person. They didn't think I was dumb. They didn't think there was something wrong with me, like really wrong with me. Yes, there was something wrong with me, but not something that couldn't be helped and supported. And for any of you out there suffering, I want you to know that. There are people, there, there are close friends, there are family that, that want to help you. They're not, they're not going to look down on you for these things. And shit, if you really think they are, go to SeanOroarkLive.com and send me an email. Anonymous. You don't even have to give me your name. If you just, you just need someone to talk to, I'll talk it out with you. Because it's so important. It's incredibly important. And I know what it's like when it gets tough. God, do I know what it's like when it gets tough. It's tough for me sometimes on a daily basis. My wife will tell you that. Sometimes it's tough for me to get into this studio. My wife will tell you that. A lot of my friends will tell you how ridiculous it is going to do certain things with me. A lot of my friends understand it. A lot of my friends have similar experiences, whatever it might be. Lean on these people. They're there for you. 
And if you really don't think they are, because I know they are, if you really don't think they are, send me a message, seanorourkelive.com. You can email. It doesn't have to be public at all. I won't share it with anybody, and you can be anonymous. So even if I shared it, nobody's going to know your name, but I would never share it with anybody. All right, we have some more good news. Actually, some good news uh, when it comes to mental health. Uh, there is a uh, the University of Miami, Ohio, not in Florida there, but University of Miami in Ohio, uh, they're working on a study to treat depression. Uh, and one of the main ingredients they're using to, to treat depression, and I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, so forgive me, is psilocybin. Silux- oh. oh my God, that might be right. Psilocybin. Starts with a P. Uh, this is actually one of the main ingredients in magical mushrooms. Mushrooms. Shrooms, for those of you not familiar with it. They're looking to pull this ingredient uh, and, and, and make it available for people suffering from depression. Suffering from depression. We're still a ways to go on this, I think. Uh, and one of the challenges that they're coming across is, is growing enough of this. Because there is synthetic versions of this, but it's very expensive. And they're trying to grow enough of this. Essentially, fields of mushrooms. Which I know, my like 22-year-old Sean's like, oh my god, fields of mushrooms. Uh, but this makes sense to me. I actually had a doctor. A doctor that I was seeing years ago uh, for my mental illness. Had brought this up with me. And had said, you know, have you ever done psychedelics? And I said, yeah, sure. And she said, well, you know, the next time you do them, especially like a mushrooms, something along those lines, natural, I want you to think about that feeling that you have. And then I want you to try to take that feeling and translate it to the rest of your life, to your everyday life. And I actually didn't go out, and it's been a long time since I've (laughs) done some psychedelics, uh, but it made sense to me made sense to me that not just the euphoria but just that feeling that feeling and we've over the years if you do some research into into uh you know how they've treated things over the years mdma has been used for these things the problem is that in a different way they these drugs were stigmatized and became too recreational so we don't look at them as useful in these certain situations kevin dodgers win still playing Dodgers playing their first playoff game of the season tonight. Kevin's probably half watching me and half watching the Dodger game. No, it should be over. It's 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. It's got to be over by now. Uh, But we'll see what happens uh, coming out of their University of Miami in Ohio. All right, let's move on to some parenting. Like I said, we are getting short on time here. I am still enjoying the Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest. I kind of want to have a bratwurst. I think that's that's what this is missing. Maybe maybe next episode we'll have an Oktoberfest and a bratwurst in here. I'll be like, <laughs> will not sound good. We won't do that. We won't do that. It's probably not good to have. Uh, oh, Dodgers won. I, I figured they would. They got that series locked down. Uh, Dodgers are not going to run into any trouble until they get to the World Series. That's going to be their challenge. I think they're just going to kind of walk into the World Series and then actually have to start playing. All right, moving on some parenting. Got some good news and some bad news for you. Uh, so Lego is coming out. I don't think it's been released yet. No, it has not been released yet. A Sesame Street Lego set. This thing looks out of hand. It is a Sesame Street street section there in front of uh, the apartment building. And then it actually opens up. Oh, my God. Six to nothing. Yeah, see, they're, that's, they're mashing on them. Daughters won six to nothing. Uh, I, I don't give spoiler alerts for sporting events. I'm sorry. They're live events. You watch them or you don't. I'll give it for movies and stuff, but not not for that. Dodgers won 6 nothing. 
Uh, the apartment building actually opens up and you can get all the rooms inside where that are featured on Sesame Street, the show. Uh, this is fantastic. I showed my wife this. Uh, all about getting it. Fortunately, I have the excuse of a child at home, but I'll be honest, if, even if I didn't have a child at home, I'd probably still want to buy this Lego set. It's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, but on the, the note of Sesame Street, we do have some bad news. Uh, Sesame Street this week signed a deal. God, just today. They signed a deal uh, with HBO Max, five-year deal with HBO Max. So starting soon, all of the new Sesame Street episodes will be first run on HBO Max. They are currently first run on HBO. Uh, they're moving it to HBO Max, so you are going to have to pay for that platform if you want to see the first run shows. The good thing is, uh, after a few months, uh, a few months after they have been played on HBO Max, they will then go to PBS, which is the HBO model that they have had going on uh, really since since uh, HBO bought the rights to Sesame Street in 2015. Interestingly, I was at Universal, so it was like this whole. Because I was working on family content uh, at Universal, so this this very I wasn't working on Sesame Street, obviously, but it very much fell into my wheelhouse from a competitive standpoint, and the, we were all about it when I was at uh, Universal. All right, let's move on to some tech, because like I said, we we are running out of time. I'm already on my tech page. YouTube Music versus Google Play Music. We've talked about this recently, really a couple times over the past few months. Uh, how YouTube Music is going to eventually replace Google Play Music, and we're seeing kind of the next step of that. Apparently, all new Android phones that are being shipped right now, instead of coming preloaded with Google Play Music, uh, are coming preloaded with YouTube Music. Uh, you can, if you get one of these phones, still go to the Google Play Store and download Google Play Music. However, it's not coming preloaded on your phone. And for those of you that are, and honestly, like myself, that use Google Play Music, I, I download my music. I like to, I mean, it's not physically. I don't have CDs. I mean, i got a lot of records, but I like to own it. I don't like streaming it. I, you know, I use Spotify. My wife has a Spotify premium. I don't have a Spotify premium account. I'd rather just spend the, the $10 a month and, and buy a new album every month. And that's what I do. I enjoy, I like to own these albums that that it's just what I do, and if I you know I'll stream some stuff, but I like to own it. So I'm a big Google Play Music user. And I said it before, but just a reminder: you, Google has come out and said uh, that they will not tra they will not shut down Google Play Music until you are able to easily uh, move all of your playlists and all of your stored music and stuff from Google Play over to YouTube Music. So don't don't freak out too much. I'll be watching closely just because. I use it every freaking day. I was using I use it right before I come in the studio. Like I go out, I go out, center myself, listen to some music, come back into the studio, uh, and then lose all of that centering because <laughs> I'm talking to a wall and just go completely off the rails. Uh, there's a new GoPro out, the GoPro Hero 8 Black. A lot of new features on this. I don't want to break down all of them. Uh, it's it's an upgraded camera, and there's just a ton, a ton of new features. And in fact, we might look to get one here in the studio because you can actually live stream. Uh, from the new GoPro that's coming out. They, they've all featured Wi-Fi. The one shooting still still photos right now in the studio uh, does have Wi-Fi. You can control it, uh, but you can't actually stream directly from the camera. So i got to do a little more research, and maybe we'll have one of these in the Gotellas the Wall studio. Uh, Google has gotten together with Levi's again on a smart jacket. They, If you remember a few years ago, they had a smart jacket, but it cost like $500 or something like that. I don't think it was quite that much, but it was not cheap. Uh, they've again partnered with Levi's, and they have created a couple different jackets here that are smart jackets. We've talked about this. These are like the, the fibers run through the jacket, and you can do like hand gestures, and your phone's going to react to it and everything. Uh, so starting at $198, you can get a nice Levi's denim jacket. If you want to get one of the Sherpa versions, you know what those are. I'm not going to sit here and explain things that have been around for 500 years. Uh, the Sherpa jacket is going to run you a little more at $248, so check that out if you want to control your phone with gestures. 
I don't need this, but someone out there probably does, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, new Windows Phone possibly coming out. We're going to unpack a lot more of this uh, over the next few episodes because Windows announced a bunch of stuff, and I always joke about the Windows phones. Uh, they are looking at a new handset coming out in, in next year, end of next year, not coming out with the new stuff that Microsoft just announced this week. Uh, and it's actually a, a dual screen handset, but it is powered by Android. We're not looking at Windows Mobile, uh, which was was the operating software on their original Windows phones. All right, let's move along some common sense and we're going to wrap up for this week. Oh, man, faux wireless headphones for fashion. Faux wireless headphones, you know, like the AirPods. Yeah. Uh, so apparently this company, ASOS, A-S-O-S, has come out with these headphones that are strictly for fashion. They're silver and they look just like the Apple AirPods. And all I have to say to that is, uh, yes, ASOS, go home. You're drunk. This is fucking ridiculous. Who need like fashion accessories? Go the fuck home. Done. We're done. Go home. You're not allowed to make things anymore. It's just like the bullet-ridden hoodies that that company out of New York made. You're not allowed to make things anymore. Please just exit to the right. That's it. You're done. Uh, Nike is moving into an extended size line. That's right. Uh, they are among many brands right now doing this. Extended size is, is kind of moving. A lot of people call it plus size. A lot of companies are doing this. And all I have to say is, duh, it totally makes sense. And especially just because not everybody is fashion model thin, myself included. Like, we, you know, let's have some clothes that fit. Don't make it so difficult for people who are maybe slightly bigger, slightly taller, whatever it might be. They should be able to wear Nike stuff too and other brands. And let's do better when it comes to that. And we are now because duh. Uh, if you're still looking for some Halloween decorations, apparently the internet has lost its mind over these yoga skeletons. And it's basically three skeletons doing yoga poses. Uh, they're going to run you about $22 on Amazon. So if you're interested in that, check them out. And the last note for episode 112 is Smarties. That's right. The candy that's been around for 70 plus years and has survived like 80, 80 different recessions. And they're still going strong and they don't get lumped into those like Necco wafers and candy corn because they're actually pretty good. I enjoy me some Smarties if I can get a hold of them. I'm talking the American Smarties, not the Smarties, the, the, uh, oh my gosh, United Kingdom Smarties. They are different. They are different, uh, but the, the United States Smarties just changed their packaging. Not very different. You probably wouldn't even have noticed unless I brought it up here for you on Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. Oh, man. All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. We're going to wrap it up on episode 112 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. Don't forget to follow our official Twitter account at Tell the Wall Pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. We are, of course, currently live on Facebook. Head over to Facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. Like our page, check back often. Uh, YouTube, head over there, search Go Tell to the Wall, and subscribe to our channel. And, of course, most importantly, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. If you remember nothing else from this episode, remember SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark it. Go to those links. Check back often. Support us on Patreon if you can, because every little helps uh we will be back next week same wall place same wall time the following week we will probably be missing and missing a week not missing an episode i always say that uh simply because i have a concert to go to uh, more details on that coming uh with episode 113 all right 
wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, and of course, social media world on the live feed. This has been episode 112 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.